Welcome to the Booze Filled to Spirit Filled Podcast. This is your host, Jamel Godlewski. Today, I have a guest with us. And one of the biggest questions I get asked is, how do you know if you're supposed to take that step to make a change, usually a big change, and then what do you do afterwards? So first, why don't you introduce yourself, Kara? Okay. I am Kara Gonzalez Howard. I am a former registered nurse. I practiced for almost 20 years in the nursing field. About 10, 11 years of that time was uh, in at the bedside. And then the last few years of my nursing career was in nursing education. Uh, about a little over a year ago, it would have been the end of July 2021, I resigned from my job as a nurse educator at a large health system in Northeast Indiana, um, and I made a major life transition. So I guess that's why Jamel wanted to have me on today. <laughs> so obviously, you were a nurse through COVID, and we all know that many people in the healthcare industry, that was stressful to the nth degree, and I can't imagine all that you went through. But then to come to the decision to completely leave, I want you to like walk us through that. And and not just the, I think there's times that we have the, oh, I'm just going to quit. But then the real process of thinking, okay, I really want to make a major life change. And this is major. What you did is major. So walk us through that and how you, how you knew you were going to take this big, this big step. So the quitting moment was very sudden. It was literally, I was in a meeting, like a retreat one day. Um, Something happened in that meeting that was just like, you know, you have those aha moments Uh in life and you get this like very clear, you know, path of like, no, I can't, I can't do this thing where this is, this has got to stop like today. That's what happened. Um, And I would say my decision wasn't really a decision. It was like a, a long kind of pathway to learning some different skill sets so that when I came to that moment, um, I, I, for about the last three years of my career, I was sort of dabbling in some different things that I have now, you know, expanded into my actual career. Um, But that being said, those were not those were not sudden decisions along the way. Those were small little things that I integrated into my life that kind of took me back to my um, probably what my purpose needed to be as a a young, you know, teenager. Um, I got kind of sucked into, you know, I grew up in a very fundamentalist religion. Mm -hmm. Um, I have since deconstructed kind of my faith and that that's a different story for a different day, (laughs) but leading into my, you know, career choice, one of the things that I, one of the only things I consider really, um, even though I had been in the arts, um, throughout my entire under like, uh, high school career and things like that, the things that I loved and enjoyed and were good at were arts and nature. I was taught to believe that there was no room or place for that in, in what I could do as a full grown woman. So when I chose my career path, and this is highly encouraged by, you know, church and family, I needed to choose something that I could be a wife and mother first and foremost. And so, of course, for women, a lot of us choose either teaching or nursing because those are supposedly very conducive to uh, motherhood. But 
uh, I don't have any regrets about any of that, but over the years, you know, I, I'm probably a pretty squeamish person by nature. So I had to overcome, first of all, just basic barriers of like dealing with body fluids and trauma and things like that. Um, and so over the years, those things wore down on me. Um, I started having physical symptoms, you know, being exhausted, um, pain, different Mm -hmm. illnesses and things like that, that, cropped up and I didn't necessarily attribute it to stress. Um, I eventually, you know, quit the bedside. I was an ER nurse for a long period of time. I was an OB nurse for a long period of time. I decided to get into education because I was like, well, I'm, you know, I have some wisdom now. I kind of know what I'm doing. And uh, I think I'll do this. It'll be less stressful because I'm not going to have to deal with firsthand, you know, trauma of people, which I was wrong about that because I was actually during the (laughs) pandemic dealing with a lot of nurses that had a lot of trauma and kind of trying to coach them through all of that. Um, So I would say, but, but at that level too, you're, you're a little bit higher up in the food chain, I guess. And I started to see things that I ethically couldn't, couldn't live with um, and contribute to every day. So I started to kind of explore my more artsy side during the last three years of my nursing career. Um, My sister and I, like have done that part of it largely together um, because I didn't have a lot of support from outside people, mm-hmm. friends, relatives, whatever, who thought, why are you starting a podcast? Right. Why are you, why are you doing this? And why are you doing that? Doesn't even make sense with like what you've chosen in your life. So um, yeah, long story short, the, the buildup was very slow. It wasn't a sudden decision, but in the end uh, the clarity part of it right. was the sudden Part of so it. I want to, I want to talk about that because yeah. I was a teacher, you know that, and there's always, so you talked about like how you knew growing up where your passion was, but then we make these other decisions. Yeah. So I think there are many people that are like that, Yeah. that they are. It starts as a distraction. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, my heart says this. This is what energizes me. And it's kind of scary and risky. This is really safe, Mm -hmm. even though it's causing exhaustion and stress and mental anguish. You know, I always think we, you know, we put off the health of our mind, body, and spirit. We put that like a second place. So through the years, especially the last three years, but maybe a little bit farther back, those feelings of like, okay, I know I can't do this forever. Yeah. All right. And I'm going to start fanning that flame of that original passion. I started to feel dead inside a little bit. And so I was like this, I, I mean, on the outside to everybody looking in, I, you know, I have the perfect life. I have a beautiful family. You know, we have a beautiful place to live. Like I have all these things going for me. I had this great career trajectory. I could have kept going in nursing, um, gotten advanced degrees, you know, done the whole, I'm a hundred percent confident, a thousand percent confident. I could have climbed that food chain if I wanted to. I just, the desire wasn't there. And I felt like any gifts and talents that were actually of God, like that had been gifted to me. And uh, my, my purpose was sort of thwarted from a place of like trying to be a healer in different ways to now I'm like a pencil pusher. 
Um, I'm not being, I'm checking emails. I'm attending meetings. The only part that really brought me life in my job was being able to like walk beside nurses as they were struggling through different things, whether it was actually teaching them skills or there were so many people that I was able to form relationships with in that role that needed just somebody to, you know, listen to them and just say, I hear you. I I understand what you're going through please let me know like how I can support you better. That became the fulfilling part. And at the, towards the end of my job with, you know, with the health system that I was working with, even that was becoming difficult because they utilized us in such a poor way. Um, and it, within our role right, that right, I couldn't, right. I, I, it was really hard to even be at my facility enough to be able to do that. Right. If right. That even makes sense. So, so when you, you, I love that you mentioned calling. So, cause I think God does put yeah. like certain passions in us yeah. and, and gifts and abilities. And it's not that you're, you can't do administrative work, right? Oh, yeah. You can do it. It's easy work. and freaking boring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that you can't do it. It's just like, but hold on. I have these other gifts and passions that came from the creator and I'm not, I'm not using them. Therefore I'm not really fulfilled. And I also didn't see many other people in life in general using them. And so I'm like, well, I have this thing. How do I, how do I look at this from a place of like humility and say, you know, I have this great nursing career going for me, but yet I need to be doing more. Right. Like I, I have always, my husband and I, you know, obviously we talked through all this before I quit because he was like, oh my gosh, are you like, are you serious? (laughs) You have spent so much time, like the extra things, the extra certifications, the time and investment that I made in my nursing career. Like, he's like, are you sure you said, you've always said this is your calling. And I'm like, yeah, but it didn't have to be nursing. Just like being, being a healer is actually like the thing, right? Right. Which is what drew me to nursing. But the fallacy of all that is once you get a uh, uh, calling institutionalized, right? it tends to um, not be as effective. As- right. So three years ago, when you start, when you started taking steps yeah. to prepare yourself, yeah. talk about like how you, how you managed. Okay. I know. Cause that's exactly what I did. When mm-hmm. I applied for my master's degree, I knew that in three or four years, this is what I'm doing. So describe like, how did you balance or manage both, even if it was not really good at times (laughs) and, but you kept persevering, like knowing I'm going to make this change. I'm going to start taking these steps. And how do you, how do you do that? How did you do that? I started, um, first of all, with some inner child work because most of the time, um, and I noticed this in talking with nurses, like most of the time, the things that we struggle with are a result of something that was broken in us at a young age, like seven or eight. We started hearing that we weren't capable of actually enjoying right. the things that we were innately designed to enjoy. Um, our play became work and mm-hmm. work became God in a sense. You right. know, our 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 focus was um, directed by different influences. Our parents, our churches, our schools are all, you know, I'm not going to use the word programming, but that essentially what it is. Our society. Our society wants this path of, um, you know, prosperity, which is a great thing. It's a beautiful thing, but we don't get our prosperity from ourselves. We get our prosperity from our, from God in my, in my purview. Um, So 
I, I looked at all that and I'm like, I have all this work to do. I didn't know, like at the time trauma wasn't in my vocabulary, right. even like three years ago. So I started working through some things that I need to work through. And I started playing. I started doing some things that I love doing, playing piano again, um, singing, doing some dance classes here mm-hmm. and there in my living room. <laughs> um, I started a podcast with my sister. Right. We started talking about some different things we were going through with our spiritual deconstruction, using my voice more right. to to just almost prove to myself that I actually can. Because I like before Justine and I, my sister started our podcast, we kind of thought, like I was thinking, what do I have to say? I don't, right. what do I, my brain is so boring. Like I literally <laughs> thought yeah. this and you know, like if you, Jamel knows my, what I do now, right. but it's not boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite, it's everybody. The, it's the opposite. It's probably a little um, overkill at times with the different things, but I, I just started playing. Right. And so those things didn't always have the intention of like turning into something. But as I can look from high up on the mountain and look back, yes, all of those things had its place. All of those things taught me different things. Right. And actually, I'm in a season right now, you know, I've been out of nursing for a full year. I've been working with my sister and her consulting Mm -hmm. business. I have a role in her business as a creative director, but I also do freelance stuff, um, some executive level coaching. And some, some different things I have lots of fingers and lots of different things. Um, but all that to say those things, I can look back and see like my five big projects that I'm working on right now. I, I, I would have had no way of, um, articulating those in the real world or making them valuable to other people. Had I not done this play and these like, just almost like, uh, I kind of thought of it as like, oh, I'm, this is just like a hobby. This is fun. And I'm going to enjoy it. And this is while I'm still nursing. I'm going to enjoy it on my right. days off from the podcast. And it's going right. to be amazing. It's going to be um, life-giving to us, life-giving right. to other people, hopefully. Um, and so, yeah, it started from a place of play and experimentation. It, it was never like, for me, it was never like, I am going to do this. And this is what this is, path is going to look like. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. And there are things that I do do that within my life. But when, when it comes to like the kind of work I am doing, I have found that the more I plan, the less effective I am in right. ways because I'm not allowing space for like right. wiggle room to adjust. And it shift. really makes me think of the word recreation, mm-hmm. which is really recreate. Oh, and we yeah. are, because we are created, we are created by a creator to create. Yes. And That's not at all what society teaches us and, and to recreate and get back to like, to get back to that and be okay that, how do you say this? Like, okay, maybe that part isn't a money-making adventure. Like that's okay. Like to, to fulfill that inner child where all those things that the world teaches us about I was telling the group at Goshen Health that a leader is not defined by a title Mm -hmm. or a salary or the car or the house. Mm -hmm. And yet that's everything that the world teaches us. And it's really, I said it was defined by your heart, Mm -hmm. but how many of us have like, you know, I, I think I'm older than you, you know, that we get to this point in life where it's almost like our heart has become hardened. Yeah. 
So you had to, and I've had to recreate yeah, and like open it back up to who we really are. And I will, you know, I will say, and Jamel knows this from her own work that uh, opening your heart back up and tenderizing <sighs> yourself, oh, <sighs> you know what? That opens you up. Not only are you dealing with your own internal workings and healing all of those things, but you're also dealing with the people in your life that don't recognize that part of you. And they just want to kind of stamp it out because it's not something that they understand. They don't necessarily have the bandwidth to understand. So uh, I have to say during this transition, it wasn't easy. There were a lot of people in life that fell off because there was no mutual understanding or support that they were able to give because they were also able to pour into like, well, why, like, what are you like, right. what is this that you're, they, and it, you know, it, it's a sign of the times that we live in. I think through the pandemic, a lot of people, you know, drew inward and have never come back out of their shell right. in lots of ways. All you got to do is go outside and back to your um, message on recreating, you know, look at nature, for right. example, God didn't like design the world to be like super, super simple, but everything in it is just magnificent. Right. And we have a role in like recognizing that magnificence and also saying, you know, like the verse in the Bible, that talks about the flowers of the field being clothed just as much as, right. as how we're going to be provided for. Like, I remind myself of that almost every single day because I've never cared about money. I still don't care about money. I know that I'm going to be provided for no matter what. Um, And so like my drive has always been from a place of like, how do I make this earth better while I'm in it? And not like about like my aspirations. You know, when you talk about people in leadership, that's the end of the line for most people. You know what I mean? That's their, that's their ultimate. And then when I just suspect, and I think this is true for probably a lot of people, if they would admit it, when they get there, there's no real reconciliation of, is is that it? Right. Is this it? Is this what this is? Right, right. So I didn't, I don't know. I couldn't see myself going through a couple more decades of nursing and being like, I never, I never explored this part of me that was supposed to be what I was here for. Right. You know? All right, so we're going to wrap up this because we're going to come back in the next episode and you're going to talk about those obstacles, those people, those invisible things that it's like makes you question making that change. And then how do you overcome all of that? So we're going to come back, everybody. Tune in to next episode. 